Hello and welcome to Interworks Wellbeing Plus podcast. Hi, my name is Felix Slavin, Wellbeing Plus coach for Interwork. In this episode, we are continuing our conversation with Marta, an Interwork client with lived experience of a long-term health condition. In this part of the conversation, we will hear from Marta on the impact that Interwork support has had on her life what wellbeing strategies she relies on and what key messages she wishes to share in raising awareness about living with a long-term health condition. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoy. So, Marty, you've been involved with Interwork as a client and I'd be interested to hear about that experience. So, what what sort of impact has has your involvement with Interwork had in your employment and journey um, it's been so big. <laughs> the experience has been so just changed everything really for me professionally, obviously, but also it's also been a personal thing as well. I, f- I feel like the development has been really holistic. You know, it's been it's affected every part of my life, not only the the professional side of it, which I think just goes to show how big the experience is. The so so to be clear <laughs> um, what the help that I've had has been um I've had an employment advisor mm-hmm. and a well-being coach so I've had both of those um experiences through into work and so in terms of employment advice and guidance it just you know in such a short period of time <laughs> I just look back at you know how I felt about myself before applications I might write before or the kind of interview answers I might have given before are just completely different I just my advisor was able to help me identify the skills I'd developed just in my working life without really realizing it you know I hadn't really realized that I that I had skills Mm -hmm. (laughs) um maybe the obvious ones but not not the less obvious ones they helped me to identify examples of it which I was really bad at before and but even more importantly how to use those things yeah transfer them to to new roles and that was really the key for me seeking jobs that were um, more suitable for, for me was being able to was having the guidance that that into work has given me on uh, transferring my skills and 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 recognizing what they are recognizing my strengths and 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 using them and you know in the in the sessions that we had the questions that I've been asked they've kind of helped me realize the way that I've been coping with my health condition Mm -hmm. um, and the kind of mechanisms the coping mechanisms that I've kind of developed for for dealing with it and I didn't really know what they were before so I didn't know that you know I was actually really good at looking after my own health and well-being I didn't know that I was good at managing my time in order to to manage my condition you know I I was just living with it I was just surviving so they've also helped me to see myself in just a much more positive light as an employee or a potential employee and how how living with a health condition can bring you you know many good uh, characteristics I mean you that also brings you skills and I think that's something that 
I would like, you know, if I could speak to my younger self, I think I would like to say, you do realize that you are actually gaining a lot of life skills by having this <laughs> because yeah. you do and you can use that you really can use that and I didn't realize that before I was before I had all this help to kind of reflect on on myself as a professional you know so this kind of service is really important for people who who have just been kind of living with or growing up with a condition and especially in society which most of us live in <laughs> where um it's it's not normal to to talk about it because then you don't the person with the condition doesn't get the opportunity to 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 process it and to kind of work with it in in the best way possible you just don't you're kind of denied that opportunity and that's a real shame I think and you know my my background my own background is teaching Mm -hmm. I'm used to kind of asking people or being trying to ask people you know the right questions without giving them the answer and stuff like that and so both of my um my advisor my mentor at Into Work asked me the most amazing questions that led to these massive light bulb moments where I was I was like you know I just really needed someone to ask me those exact questions at this point in my life and no I was never told you know you should do this you need to do that or oh you should feel this or you don't have to do you know I was never told anything about what should what I should do mm-hmm. it was just all great you know guidance and mentorship and and it's allowed me to um develop as a just as a person you know to gain confidence and self-esteem which obviously in turn means that you feel like you can you know what goals to set for yourself that that's mm-hmm. been a really key thing as well um a result of of these sessions is just being able to set realistic goals for myself which in the end were not easier goals I mean I've been able to do a lot more than I than I thought I ever would be able to do <laughs> you know I've now I've been offered a job that I firstly wouldn't have been able to apply for yeah um, before before I found out about into work and mm. and before then would just never have even considered that I would be in a situation I like the one that I'm in now so it's been massive it's been really 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 (laughs) life-changing I'm really grateful and you know even things like just knowing this probably sounds really stupid but just knowing my my rights specific to the UK you know knowing what what I can expect from employers and what I can ask from them and what services are available to me and not just you know relying on support from family and friends because not everybody has that it's, it can be a massive pillar in people's lives <laughs> um, and, and and a service like Interwork that is dedicated to recognising and understanding barriers that people with health conditions have or might experience is is just like a key. It just gives people a key to kind of understanding themselves and what they need and what they can have and what mm. they're capable of. You know, it gives you independence and it also gives you confidence to not only be looking for a job. I think we get stuck into, well, I certainly find that looking for work, knowing that I have certain barriers 
because of epilepsy. I think I was just always looking for jobs where I would I would be able to suit that I would suit the job or I would suit the employer without without facing any of my barriers. Whereas actually, um, if I'd understood more, if I'd had more ex- more positive experiences of barriers being dealt with rather than just avoided, then mm-hmm. I might have been able to, you know, um, progress in my career more quickly. Um, if I had also felt that I could apply for jobs and kind of adapt them to suit me and ask employers, you know, have that open conversation about actually this is my situation, I need this, is it possible to be flexible about this aspect of, of work or, you know, to be thinking also that the jobs jobs and employers also can be working to adapt to people with health conditions. It's not, it doesn't have to just be, you know, a one-way thing. And that's been a really big uh, kind of change in my perspective as well, which I, again, wouldn't have got without the guidance that I've had. So I'm number one fan. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's lovely to hear your account of of Vintorx support for you. And uh, it has allowed you to feel validated and also uh, supported you in your employment journey. Um, Yeah. It's so true. And it's, it's not, you know, this is my own experience, but I just, you know, I have friends, I actually don't have any other friends with epilepsy, but I have friends with other health conditions, who I connect with on, you know, uh, on many levels, but also on, on the topic of kind of normalizing these kinds of conversations. And it's so important to so many people. Yeah, what's really quite apparent in this conversation is the importance of clear communication uh, Mm -hmm. uh, and when you get that opportunity to explain what's what's going on for you it it does help it's a really good strategy to to build upon and I just want to lead that into another question about you know you've touched on well-being and different coping strategies that you've put in place but what would you say are the key well-being strategies that are important for you my the point at which my health um, kind of deteriorates is when I'm dealing with a lot of stress and a lot of tiredness, like fatigue. So knowing that kind of has made sleep my big, I'm just really dependent on having a really good night's sleep. <laughs> not, not, I mean, it is just really good for you anyway. And But I think when you've got a health condition where, you know, fatigue is a bit of a source of anxiety, that's just been my my key kind of to life has been as long as I know that I can get a good night's sleep I, I can feel I feel like I'm just minimizing my my risks my kind of vulnerability and yeah. um, I think that probably is quite a useful <laughs> thing for people with lots of lots of different health conditions you know that's been my my big one and after that I think what's well, kind of linked to this to the sleep thing is just having a really you know a home where you feel really comfortable whatever happens during the day whatever happens at work whatever happens in your relationships you've got your safe space to go home to and Mm -hmm. you don't have to let anyone in there and you don't have to let anyone or anything sorry you don't have to let anything negative into that if you don't want to so that's been a huge thing for me as well it makes me think how 
how life could be improved for so many other people, not only people with health conditions, but maybe people who can't work or on, I don't know, low-income families or something who just can't feel feel good in their home you know if that if you if you're feeling safe at home um, and you can trust that you're going to have a, a a positive time there that sets you up for so many things in life it makes you feel better about yourself it makes you feel mm-hmm. better about going out and dealing with the day and I think it's just a bit of a human right to be honest I don't think anyone should be in a situation where where they where they can't have that knowing what makes you feel like you can rest which is probably the key word actually being able to rest yeah. well thanks for sharing that with us Marta and and just to I guess just to wrap things up I'm curious to know what what are the, the key messages that you wish to get across primarily in raising awareness about you know living with epilepsy while navigating employment and I guess just life uh, in, in general yeah I think probably what I've um, been talking about <laughs> is that when nobody talks about a health condition or health conditions in general, if no one, if there's a situation where I'm an employee and I've got epilepsy and and I don't talk about it, but nor do the employers or no one feels like they can talk about it, it's just uh, it just feeds like a, a vicious cycle of no one ever understanding each other Mm. (laughs) people don't know much about epilepsy and that that's okay I mean there are many health conditions and there's a lot to know and in some ways it is difficult to understand everything and it's difficult even for a person with epilepsy to kind of or with other health conditions I'm sure to kind of work work it out and kind of work out why they're getting ill what are the causes why is one medication working but the other doesn't or you know when I was 16 I, I lost my hair to medication that had been working for for years and it suddenly just kind of my body just started to hate it and and you know you have you have this new problem and you know it's not it's not about fully understanding something it's just about communicating about it and it would make life so much easier (laughs) for everybody involved not just for the person with the health condition but for the people around them if others just knew if we could just tell people that we have a health condition and they wouldn't be in a situation where they needed to freak out or that they kind of had flashbacks to images you know like unrealistic images of what seizures actually are like for people with Mm. epilepsy you know, that wouldn't happen if we had an open conversation about it because we would all just be a bit more literate about it and we would be able to ask questions. You know, it is an uncomfortable conversation because it's it's a conversation that we don't have, and but that's actually okay. <laughs> you know, I think we shy away from difficult things and uncomfortable conversations, which is understandable, but it's also not that big a deal you know it's it's not really that difficult and I think to put it in perspective for everybody to to be able to have conversations about things that they don't know and don't understand to just be open to having a conversation and to being sensitive about having the conversation that is a much easier change to make you know that's a much easier thing to do than it is to live with a condition itself so 
you know, the person with the condition, we're already doing the hard part, <laughs> you know, to talk about it is, it can be normal. That That is a normal thing that can happen. Yeah. Um, I have done it. I have initiated uh, those conversations. They've never gone badly. <laughs> if anything, you know, everyone learns something um, it improves relationships. And I think the key there is that no, no one loses anything in that situation um, because you, if it's in a work situation, then you're, you're, um, your colleagues understand you better. For me, it takes away a lot of anxiety. I feel like I don't have to kind of not mention a part of myself or not go into a, a part of, you know, uh, my life. And that no one loses anything from that. Um, so I think it's really about just changing everyone's perspectives of of it and it not being a situation of thinking people don't need to know about my health condition when actually you know maybe it, it helps you if people do know about your health condition and if we change our perspectives and make this something that it's okay to talk about and it's okay to know about having been taught or maybe not maybe it wasn't their intention to teach me this but I, I learned that people didn't need to know about my epilepsy until it was really, really crucial. If we just stop thinking that way, um, if I stop thinking, oh, I'll only tell people when they need to know. And if people un uh, stop thinking, oh, my employees will only tell me when it's really necessary, like when they're actually ill or they actually can't come to work or they actually need help with something. If we stop thinking that way and just have it all out in the open from the start, less can go wrong people can feel safer employees can uh, sorry employers can put things in place to ensure that their employees are able to look after their health really really well so I think with a new perspective that that can be possible um, and if we prioritize that I think that the change can be made very quickly I'm, I'm pretty sure that when you know I've had these conversations at work in the past that that all it took was that conversation to kind of to change things for you know if, if another um, employee comes along who does have epilepsy there's already that flexibility and understanding there so it doesn't actually take that much to change it um positively in a positive way normalization is the is the way forward I think just talking about it, being more literate about it, and um, everyone benefits from that. Thanks for, for uh, sharing that, Marta, and mm -hmm. you've, you've highlighted that, you know, the key there is just being honest and, and that communication, having, having those conversations. Part of, of what I feel is really important to say about changing perspectives and normalising um health conditions like epilepsy and normalizing the conversation about them I think something that could help with that is to not only be open about the kind of barriers and the issues which are extremely real and can be very difficult and and you know they that's you can't lie you know that it is difficult to to deal with these things um but we can deal with those and also talk about how living with a health condition or an illness or a disability teaches you stuff and it 
you have to learn a lot and you have to be strong and that those are good things you know so if I'm speaking from my experience I've had to live healthily I've just not had the option to you know when I was a teenager I just didn't have the option to go out and do what everyone else was doing which was stay out late drink lots of alcohol and not really be in control I mean I did have the option but it was either you know I chose either that or having a seizure so you know I was I was forced into living a healthy lifestyle and maybe as a teenager that was quite difficult because I felt isolated and left out and whatever but as an adult you know I I'm very grateful for that (laughs) I'm grateful that I you know haven't um, put my body through certain things I'm grateful that I've surrounded myself with authentic friendships which has been a massive thing in in my life I I feel like as young people and teenagers we all go through you know we we think think that our friends are our friends until push comes to shove and we realize they're not actually really going to be there for us but I never really had to spend very long learning that and I would know I knew who my friends were very early on and, and that's helped me through life you know I had to, I remember being in hospital anyone with epilepsy will know what I'm talking about but they put this cheese stuff on your head I think that's what they used to call it to me it looks like cheese it looks like Philadelphia or something and um they put it on your head so that the wee the little electric when they want to see what electrical activity is happening in your brain they put these wee plates on your head and they have to stick properly on there anyway they put this cheese stuff on your head that's what we used to call it and I, uh, a friend of mine from school came and visited me when I was in for tests. Um, and I was sitting on my bed with this cheese on my head and all these wires, you know, coming out of me. And um, she came with these Scooby things. <laughs> I think that's mm-hmm. what they were called, these um, little plastic uh, threads that we used to make wee bracelets out of. Mm-hmm. and she came with a big bag of these and sat on my bed and just stayed with me for hours while we were making these and she didn't even she didn't even look at me differently <laughs> she just I think she didn't even comment on the cheese and wires on my head it was just a kind of you know she just came down knew that I needed some company sat on my bed stayed there for hours and you know that was that I was well impressed you know <laughs> I was like you know very young but just knew that that was like a legend of a friendship um Hmm. right there and you know you that's a really great thing to learn early on in life is to identify you know who are your who are your people who are are the people that are actually going to stick around and stand up for you and so it's a nice thing to 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 learn those things and to be resilient and to you know those hard times where you do feel like things aren't going your way and you're just getting one challenge after another it, you get you gain a perspective about what what happiness is and where you can find happiness I really don't need very much to feel happy and that's a really great thing and and we should um we should as a person with a health condition but also as people without health conditions or with different health conditions we should recognize the beauty in that to to have really true friendships and to have to be very honest about who you are what your challenges are what you live 
and and that's really admirable and i think that we should be told that more i also think that you know when we do have these conversations why um why not also share the the great things about having a health condition and the the things that you learn from that and and the stories also you you know it's not it's not all terrible <laughs> and um and it is a human experience and like with all other human experiences it's got good things and bad things about it it's just another human story and I think they're it's nice to tell them and to listen to other people's ones you know that's yeah. all I wanted to add <laughs> well Marta I think that's a really nice place for us to end and uh, just to say again thank you so much for your your time today um sharing your story and uh, yeah we really appreciate uh, you taking that time to speak to us today well thank you so much for having me it's been really good i'm very excited to hear other people's stories as well <laughs> absolutely yeah we're excited about uh, having the podcast uh, grow and develop yeah uh, sure it will great well we'll leave it there and uh, mm-hmm. uh, wish you well and uh, take care thank you you too Please help us by spreading the word about our new Wellbeing Plus podcast. Into Work is an Edinburgh-based charity supporting people with physical disabilities and long-term health conditions to find and sustain meaningful employment. This podcast is dedicated to sharing the stories of people with lived experience of physical disabilities and long-term health conditions, as well as their experience of supported employment and wellbeing management. You can also help support us by going on our website at www.intowork.org.uk. If you have any questions about the podcast, please email us on wellbeing.podcast at intowork.org.uk. Thank you for listening in.